Coach Nick, B-Ball Breakdown. Welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks. Um, nice to be here. Thank you, Kimbo. So I want to get into the MVP race. But first, let's get into this Nuggets-Warriors game. Nikola Jokic, 32-16-16. But what's often that is not said about Jokic is the defense. Mm -hmm. Put Jokic in actions, they say. But then lately, he's been seeming to blow it up. You know, I kind of even like the idea of SGA as the MVP. I'm not even mad at the voter fatigue thing anymore, but it does feel like the gap between Jokic and the rest of the league is widening. I kept saying, I think that people were maybe like doubting whether or not the Nuggets could, you know, uh, repeat and, and be as, uh, you know, as uh, lethal as they were last year. But I, when they do it, when they get healthy, when they have everybody on the court, uh, they are just a, uh, the best team I've seen. They're the most prepared. Um, they don't get phased by anything. I mean, listen, last night, Clay Thompson dropped, I think, 23 points in the first half on, you know, hit seven threes, was on fire. But I will say this, the I would suggest to the Warriors that they get red hot in the second half, not in the first half. That would probably be a better way to do it. Um, guess who took my advice? The Nuggets, and they hit some really timely threes. Um, but that's actually, to get back to my point, I'm not so sure that Jokic is the guy that they're the most afraid of isn't the right word, but isn't the biggest X factor for this team, like against the Warriors, for instance. Well, the X factor is usually the guy that's not the best player, right? Because it's usually a swing factor. Uh, true, true. And so when I'm watching it, the the way that uh, what makes it most unfair for the Warriors specifically is Aaron Gordon, because the only guy they'd really want to guard Aaron Gordon with would be Draymond Green. But if they want to start Draymond Green at center, he's now got to guard Jokic, which Jokic filled up the stat sheet. But I did see some uh, some possessions where um, Draymond could hold him in the post and get a hand up. He's got really long arms and, you know, at least be a, a defender that he's a normal defender. Uh, but then, you know, if you have, the, you know, Wiggins and you have uh, Kaminga in there and everybody else is small, Aaron Gordon just can feast. There's no answer for that. And then you have to go back to Looney and then Looney and Draymond. And now you have that suboptimal offensive, uh, you know, lineup. So I don't think that this is a great matchup. The Warriors have to hope that they don't ever have to play them in the, in the playoffs if they want to go far. Are you concerned about the shin splints? Because my whole thing was with Jamal Murray, I'm talking about, it felt like it was a single occurrence injury. That happened to him. He was kind of like laying on the floor, and then they say it's shin splints. That doesn't really connect for me because I feel like shin splints is something that happens over time. So I don't know if they're being totally transparent. Yeah, wait, remind like when what what part of the game was it when he was on the ground? No, no, no that that was a prior game. Oh, okay, so it seemed I, like I, to be like a single. That. It seemed like to be a single occurrence, and now they're saying shin splints. Well, based on what I saw last night down the stretch, I mean, he was great. He was he had a couple of just you know really tough shots that ended any notion right. of a run for the Warriors. Um, and just remind you that he, while I guess not an all-star this year, uh, deserves to be in the, an all-star game every year um, as just one of those guys who's battle-tested and can just hit shots. So that's the thing is, if they don't want to go to Jokic, you know, if they have the luxury, okay, they can let Murray isolate and, and elevate and do what he likes. The Warriors try to go at him a little bit, and there might be something there where you can kind of get some extra buckets, maybe a foul or two, but... Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like down the down the line, uh, they're deep. They get guys who can contribute. Uh, they went and certainly when you have Jokic feeding everybody, then everybody's better. So Zeke Naji is better. Peyton Watson's better. Those guys are already and Christian Brown is already like good. Already has that um that experience from last year. So I'm not so sure what the Nuggets are going to do or what the what anyone's going to do in the West to to beat them in a seven game series. Watching Murray and Jokic, what stands out to me the most is they're just better when it matters most. Like I, I got to watch Jokic up close in the All-Star game and he absolutely didn't care at all. 
And I think because he knows in his head, it doesn't matter. And when Jamal Murray is in the playoffs and important games, he's not even an all-star. He's an all NBA talent at times. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, all NBA, whatever, every superlative you can throw it in, please do. Uh, he, he really is terrific. Uh, and again, it doesn't, it, it's like it, they could be going poorly for most of the game and then suddenly snap into it. The pressure isn't going to bother them uh, and they can they can find those shots. They, I mean, all they have to do is have Jamal Murray set a back screen for a cutter and then come around for a handoff from uh, Jokic. That's it. That's They have they have an offense that is unstoppable in terms of uh, being able to generate a good look every time down. Um, they could just go to Jokic in the post if they wanted to. They could just run a pick and roll, let Jokic pop out, who can then hit a, you know, a clutch threes. He hit the three that beat the Warriors last time, having come back from 18 points down. So, um, and that was the one thing I said about the Warriors is that they've had a number of games against good teams where they've had them down and then lost those leads because they couldn't quite solve the matchup or the lineup issues down the stretch. But you can't ignore that they did have those leads and they built them up. Um, but it's really predicated on, you know, kind of probably getting otherworldly hot like we did see from Clay. And it's probably not as sustainable uh, anymore in this juncture of Clay and Steph's careers as it used to be. So last night, OKC did beat a team they were supposed to beat. SGA, outstanding as always, 36 points, 13 for 23 from the field, 8 for 9 from the line. As I said, like, I think Jokic is clearly the best player in the NBA, but what are your thoughts on SGA's MVP case? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I like the storyline. That seems to be what MVP races are all about, uh, you mm. know. And, um, you know, the guy is putting up 30 a night, right? He, he doesn't get lower than 30 these days and usually closer to 40 now. Um, he is pretty much everything you'd want in MVP, right? He can blend into the offense. He can be, you know, a mover out of their motion. Uh, Jalen Williams, uh, Williams with the E can can eat, uh, and so can Holmgren and find their shots. But then when it comes time for they need it, then he just takes over and does what the MVP is supposed to do. So um, I, I have no problem with him being in the MVP conversation. Um, I, I, it's a really ridiculous um, exercise to have to try and vote for this. You know, because look at all the other guys who are supposed to be uh, eligible for MVP as well. It's like, I don't know how you're supposed to choose. Um, maybe you want to go down to like wins or like, you know, seeding in the West or something like that. But like when you're talking about Luka and Jokic and Shea and and um, I'm missing somebody. Uh, well, Embiid, I guess, is not going to get the minimum games, right? Nah, yeah, I think it comes down to Jokic, Luka, SGA. Luka's team has been a hot, on a hot streak his, in his own right. Oh, I know. Luca has been absolutely terrific as well. And it's really great. I'm going to have to do a video on him and Kyrie, too, because it's really fun to watch them. Um, but, um, yeah, OKC, does, I, I've been meaning to get a video done on them, too, for months. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. They, they, the voters could very well feel like he's still really young. The other guys are sort of, quote, unquote, more in their prime. So maybe they throw it to one of them. And then knowing that, you know, Shea will get plenty, you know, in the next several years. But so I, I'm willing to say that he will get an MVP. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be this year. Three international players in the mix again. Oh, there won't be an American MVP for a while. I mean, I think Ant Edwards probably has the best chance over time, right? But he's not really close to these guys yet. Yeah. Did you see what KP said about Tatum, though? Tell me more. You know, basically that um, how much he sacrifices, right, uh, for the team, which is true. I mean, they're they're killing everybody in the East. Uh, and so his numbers won't really, you know, rise to that level. But I don't know, man. You want to compare SGA to Tatum? You want to compare the other guys to Tatum? I I, I don't think that Tatum quite rises to that, to that level anyway. 
I totally agree. And best player on the best team argument doesn't really make sense to me when your team is just a lot better on paper than those other teams. I don't know. I mean, listen, best player and best team should should count for a, a big chunk of something, don't you think? Well, not if your team is just your top six players are just a lot better than the teams you're playing against and the other candidates. Well, I mean, it, it, it's reminiscent. So I, well, Tatum is the best player on the on the best team. Right. Well, the Curry argument for a little while was, you know, he'd only play 30 minutes a game because they killed everybody. So his numbers were a little bit deflated. Right. Um, although, would you argue that the Warriors before KD got there were better uh, across the board as the Celtics are now? Yeah, because that was that was prime clay, prime, prime Dre and prime KD and the way it fit together. Oh, but, but before the, the Harrison Barnes version, you know, when he won- a, you know, I mean. Because of Steph, I think that takes them over the top because he's like a top 10 player all time. But, you know, the top six of the Celtics are just really talented and fit together well. They They're do. Just, like, Jason Tatum does not have to be great for them to win. Luka, SGA, and Jokic have to be great for their team to win. Yes. Uh, Luka, Jokic. You know, Jokic is the interesting thing. Do they have to be great for them? When I mean, I know they got they got beat a few times. Jokic had a lull for uh, several games in there in the middle of the year. Um, I guess so. You're probably right. I mean, I, I, for some reason, when you're watching Gordon and Jamal Murray and everybody else on that team, how they fit together, it's like, yeah. man, just really solid as well. They're really good. But you're right. There's a really perfect you know balance between everybody, and it all works together uh, so well. So um, yeah. Now, the, but the Celtics. You know, I did a little bit of a breakdown. We're talking about uh, Jalen Brown and KP's pick and roll. They're the number one, I think, number one in the in the league right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, number two, they're top three in the league right now for pick and roll pairings. And by the way, Tatum, Tatum and KP are fifth or whatever. So they have two of the top five or six, you know, pick and roll pairings in the league right now. So that's going to really help the Celtics as well. Um, and, you know, listen, I, kudos to, to, uh, to Tatum for, you know, being less of a focus to try and make sure everyone else gets to eat a little bit as well. Uh, and that's, that should be, you know, and that's bearing out in their record. Um, you know, it's worth looking at the Celtics a little more closely to really figure out what they have and if they're going to be a threat. My question to you is when we're looking at the MVP award, should we just give it to the best player in the NBA or is there more to it? Yeah, I don't know. I wish somebody would outline exactly what the MVP is supposed to award because I don't know. Is it the best player in the league? Is it the guy who's the most valuable to their team? Is it a guy who's the most valuable, like in the league? Like you know, like the, like my here's my argument, which is going to you can use this will be your your AI, uh, you know, um, subtitles thing on, uh, on your, <laughs> um, where you say you know the MVP of the league should be should be the guy on your team that you give the ball to in the last minute of a game and say, here, go win us the game. Not that you have to shoot it, but you get the ball in his hands and they're going to do something and either and create the shot you want to win the game. Some of these guys who have won MVP recently don't have that role. And so um, that's always been confusing to me. I don't know why they would win that role of MVP if they are not the MVP on their own team. Lakers. Let's shift to the Lakers, Coach Nick. Okay. Lakers defense, it's getting roasted by the internet, saying it's not good enough to win an NBA championship. You pay close attention to this team. They have AD. They have some solid defenders. Everybody praised their offseason moves on both sides of the floor. They thought it was pretty good, right? What is going on with the Lakers defense? Well, um, you know, you have obviously LeBron, who doesn't really, you know, uh, isn't going to wants to conserve energy, I think. Right. And maybe rightfully so. It's fine. I mean, he's certainly filling up the box score on the other end in the sense that, um, 
you know, if he's going to be responsible for giving up, you know, 20 some points, but then he scores 25 and gets, you know, eight assists, then does it, you know, is he a net positive, you know, perhaps. Um, I don't know. To me, it feels more like this is the lineups. Uh, you know, Darvin Ham is having a lot of problems. And the Laker fans are just ruthless. They want him out yesterday. Um, they, they're sensing that there's like, you know, chaos. They're sensing that there's not a lot of um, just good coaching going on. And uh, I, I don't necessarily you know disagree they someone did a nice ed edit of Torian prince's shots last night uh you know they were just sort of um just you know not good shots and a guy in at that level uh at that role you know shouldn't be in you know the end of february figuring out what his shot selection should be on you know on a good team right those roles tend to, should be defined pretty solidly you know by now um and so I think that's the issue. And I think that maybe people are wondering if it's the coaching is the biggest issue as well. I, I got to do a deeper dive to kind of figure out exactly what's going on. I, I believe that their three point defense uh, is, is, is suboptimal. I can check that real quick. And, um, and that's obviously in a league where three point shots are King um, it's, you're going to get, you're going to get killed. Uh, you know, you're not going to be, a, you're going to be a 500 team at best if you can't defend the, um, the, the three point shot better. They've shown flashes, right? Midseason tournament, AD looked like the best defensive player in the world by far, especially in the championship game. It just feels like with the Lakers, the highs are so high and the lows are so low. Uh, that is right. And you know what? A real quick look at the Lakers defense uh, opponent shooting uh, from above the break there. You know, they're not terrible, but they're like looks like maybe 10th worst. Uh, and then and let's see the corner three, which is the one's going to kill you. Right. Let's do the corner three uh lakers actually lakers look like they're not yeah they're, again they're in a similar boat there maybe 10th 12th so that's actually not even killing them um so it, i don't know it'll be worth a deep dive i would just suppose i from, from my general sense of watching them somewhat recently um there's just like it's not a crispness with rotations no one they're not exactly sure who's supposed to rotate through uh there's dribble penetration and getting to the lane easy uh finger pointing all that stuff you know things that you know tend to not be uh great for the team and as a result, uh, you know, they are struggling here to even make the playoffs. Right now, let's see, where are they? They are ninth, uh, a half game in front of the Warriors. And uh, But, you know, pretty much they have three and a half game lead in front of the Jazz, who are 11th. So I don't think, I think the Warriors and Lakers probably feel pretty good about the play-in at this point. It feels like they got an issue on the boards as well. Nurkic, 22 rebounds against them last night. The scoring was actually pretty evenly balanced uh, with their top three guys, Grayson Allen, and Nurkic, is that a concern for the Lakers? I mean, AD is known to be such a great defender, but it seems like he's been struggling on the boards lately. And Nurkic is looking like baby Jokic out there. They were actually uh, drafted to the same team, and Jokic was supposed to be his backup. Well, you know what's funny was when you say 22 boards, I'm like, okay, if Nurkic got uh, 15 defensive rebounds, it's like, okay, the Lakers must have been bricking a lot of shots. There's a lot more rebounds to be grabbed. <laughs> the, against the Suns last night, the Lakers were over 52% from, uh, from the field and 42.9% uh, from three. Uh, if you lose shooting that way by 10 points to a team, and let me see, uh, and the, the nugget, the Suns did get two more threes. They shot it equally well from behind the three point line and, and actually worse overall, I guess, you know, there's not a lot of, that's very fascinating. That's, that's an anomaly. I'm, I'm going to have to go dig into this game a little bit closer because they, and then Lakers only had 10 turnovers. So that is bizarre to me that they shot so well, uh, and got beat, you know, you know, going away. That's How do you feel? Yeah, let's end with this. How do you feel about this Suns team? It's always a team that I didn't believe in, especially for this season, just because of the redundancy and skill set of their top three stars. And then there wasn't enough depth. But now they added depth with Royce O'Neal. Grayson Allen is having a career year. And Nurkic is playing great, as we just mentioned. 
Um, I mean, listen, you want to count out a team that's got Kevin Durant, like, uh, you know, go ahead, go, good luck with that. Um, and you know, I, I kept, I kept saying all year long, like, I don't know what to make of this team until we see Bradley Beal out there, you know, healthy and playing with them enough. We, and we did have a decent sample size for a little while, but, um, as it is, uh, I, I still don't quite know if I really like Devin Booker. I know they got to the finals one year, right? Yes. When my mind is mush, they got to the finals, right? Yes, and they got beat by the Lakers, right? No, what do I, who do they get beat by? Am I crazy? I'm losing my mind. You're not going to tell me? Are you there? I'm here. Okay. You're not, you, come on. You know, Denver made it to the finals when? Um, so Denver won, Denver won the championship last year. No, not Denver. I mean, Phoenix. I said, did I say Denver? I meant Phoenix. Um, Phoenix made it to the finals. Um, what year was it? They went to the finals. There we go. Uh, against the Bucks, right? The Bucks in twenty twenty in twenty one. So, uh, so like, there's a proof of concept that Devin Booker could be a starter on a finals team and whatever, and, and play really well and lead a team. Um, I, I don't know. I just get a little bit worried when I watch him for some reason, and I, I really wish I could put my finger on it because he's a terrific player. Man, he's got you know a beautiful jump shot, and he's got a beautiful mid range game. All the things that you know you kind of need in the playoffs. So, you know, I suppose uh, they're going to be, you know, doubted until they're not doubted, you know, as this goes along. But they do have a nice team put together. Uh, Grayson Allen is shooting the lights out. Let me just check. Is that still the case? Because I know like a week and a half ago, yep. he was 50, 47%. Let me see here what we're shooting. 40, almost 49% from three uh, on five a game. So, and th- by the way, it's really nice when you're playing against with uh, alongside two guys that can grab that much gra- gravity and create shots for him. So they have a nice team put together. Uh, there's no question. They have a very good coach as well. So they really shouldn't be out of the conversation, but I don't know. They need another couple signature wins, I guess, until we can really put them in there. Yeah. I mean, we can finish with this. Like when I was watching SGA and Devin Booker play in the all-star game and obviously nobody's going hard, but Devin Booker, plays like he's a great basketball player but the way SGA moves is just like totally different like there's something absolutely special about the way SGA moves even though Booker is a great talent in its own right like you could just see the difference even them both of them playing at half speed yeah I I, I just quickly um called up the um Suns uh schedule because I want to see they're at Denver I'm sorry they're playing Oklahoma City on the third at Denver on the fifth then they got to play at home against Boston on the ninth, and then they play Boston at Boston on the fourteenth, and then they got the Bucks on the seventeenth. So we now we're going to have this is where we're going to find out what the Suns are like. Uh, we got a nice uh, couple week stretch coming up here in, in about a few days, uh, and they're going to they're going to they're going to we're going to have to prove it there. I'm, I'm anxious to see how they do it. That's probably going to be the deciding factor for me for how well I think they're going to do in the playoffs. Well, subscribe to B Ball Breakdown, and we're back actually about to do a live show after this, so uh, you'll probably actually. Well, the live show will be done by the time you see this, probably, but yeah. they get it. Yeah, right. Go back in time. Go watch. Go watch the live show after the fact. You can go. It's still up there on uh, on my channel. Most definitely. Where else can we find you, Coach Nick? You can just type in B-Ball, probably autofill the B-Ball breakdown because I'm, I'm old. <laughs> doing this for so long. But, uh, you know, Twitter is probably the best place uh, after uh, YouTube. And then I'm going to start doing stuff on TikTok, man. I'm going to do some whiteboard drawing on the, on, on the old TikTok uh, channel. I think that'll do big. That proves age is just a number. It is. Let's talk soon, Coach Nick, later. I'm in.